catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Blockchain seems quite complicated and it really can be, but its core concepts seem quite simple, I hear. A blockchain is a type of database to be able to understand blockchain. It helps first to understand what a database actually is. Now, you get this from the previous episode we had on blockchain, why it really matters. For today, we'll address the impression that many have about blockchain being just about cryptocurrencies. Because not a lot of people know that cryptocurrency is only one of the many ways the blockchain technology can be put to use. We'll be speaking to a blockchain developer and information system lead auditor and a founder of a decentralized social interactive marketplace service platform called Somidax Victor Oyemi as we fully unwrap what blockchain is and aside cryptocurrencies, what other solutions it can bring, especially to the African continent and those here in Africa. Welcome, Mr. Victor Oyemi. How are you doing? I'm fine. Well, how are you doing, too? Well, I'm great. It's good to uh, have you again. You're welcome. Good morning, everybody. Yes. So why do people mistake blockchain for crypto? Once again, I need to let you people understand one of the critical points. And uh, let's go back to the fundamentals. First of all, you need to first of all know the fundamentals of what blockchain is all about and what it is by definitions. And with that, it will help us to open our understanding to what actually blockchain is. Blockchain is a decentralized, immutable system that is trust and it provides enablers for effective record keeping. What do I mean by this? Is that is the technology that helps you to provide the resources to drive a new kind of economy. Yes, everybody talked about blockchain and cryptocurrency because blockchain is the engine room of cryptocurrency. It was powers cryptocurrency. But you see, the technology itself has a wider range of usability, has the ability for we to implement a system that is transparent, a system that provides decentralization. That means there's no middle class. There's no gatekeepers. It is more towards a P2P infrastructure. Initially, when blockchain comes into existence, it came along with what we all know called Bitcoin, you know, which is a cryptocurrency, which is what actually was the first derivative. Let me call it the first fruit of this noble technology to provide a new system kind of economy whereby people around the world can easily interact. So that's where the birthplace of cryptocurrency came into existence, where other cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and the rest. But now, what we are trying to do is that we are taking away cryptocurrency and let's look at the engine room, blockchain, what actually does. I'll give you four core, not that it's just really core, but it's just the four areas that we need we can do for the project of this program to concentrate our understanding and learn from it. One, blockchain can be used for providing a voting system. Now, if you look at the world around, we are having issues with electoral purpose. Now, how can we provide a trust system that is real-time, that everybody can easily see 
without interference from a central body. So that one use case where blockchains come to exist and provide the enabler, where it has been piloted and tested, is, uh, it is uh, was done using recently conducted election in Russia. They implemented blockchain for their voting system. Everybody, as you are thumbprinting and you are choosing your candidate, everybody is seeing it. There's no fighting. Uh, you, you, it's, it's real time because anything that happens on a blockchain, it is sealed. It is unchanged. So as you are thumbprinting, the leader is being seen. There's not something like, ah, there's a voting manipulation. If there's wrong thumbprinting, it captures it immediately. So all results are recorded in real time without interference. That is one area of where we look at blockchain. Also, we're going to look at how effective was the use in organization. The just concluded board meeting held in New York Stock Exchange in NASDAQ, blockchain was put into use for voting system. And they found out that with it, the level of trust in approving of stakeholders like the board members into NASDAQ core infrastructure. What we call NASDAQ is what we call in Nigeria, Nigeria Stock Exchange. Though they are not being used, but we are talking about where it has been used. And they discovered that, fine, it works successfully. So it was being implemented in that particular area. You can see the technology is being useful. Unlike where we run a system nearby that is server-based, which can be tempted and which can be altered. That is on one. Another thing we were looking about, food security. IBM has been a champion in food security. So what they did was that they developed a blockchain application for tracking food security from conception to the consumer. So you know that like what we usually have been in like the other day where people complain that I went to the supermarket and I discovered that a geisha had been expired. Maybe they cleaned it and they have to you know, maneuver it. But with the use of blockchain, all you just need is the scripting code. And you can view it real time on the web and discover that, yes, actually, this particular product is coming from Singapore. So with that one now, we were able to provide trust against counterfeit. If it is manufactured in ABA, we will know that it's manufactured in ABA. So use case of it has to be, we are looking about food security. If you are, if you are producing rice in Kosovo, we will know that actually it's Kosovo rice. Not that you go and bring Thailand bag and bag cross river. Also, grain tracing, because sometimes all these food crops have lifespan. So we can track them by using blockchain to provide security and trust. Now, in pharmaceutical, we implemented such one, like um, no, Nigeria using antrise, the other COVID-19 drugs, where it was being tested. From manufacturing to the final destination, they observed that there was a little bit of discrepancy in production, and it was corrected every time using the blockchain infrastructure that was deployed in tracking of those COVID-19 vaccines. So you see, it has provided usefulness for humanity. Yes, very interesting. But let's get down to the kind of blockchains that they are. Is there just one type or are there a number of them? And how is one of a blockchain different from another if there are different types of blockchains? Now, yes, when you're talking about types of blockchain, you are talking about open chain and closed chain. Now, what do I mean by an open chain? 
an open chain is more of a view what you call decentralized chain, whereby there's no centralized infrastructure. You understand? This kind of network that is called about where is totally validated across globe. Let me take, for example, the Bitcoin node. If you are looking at the BTC node, for using the BTC open chain infrastructure to provide use case, for example, in food security. Now, these chains are open. It is not secret. It is not censored. It is viewable with the what they call Explorer. That is where you can easily view the blockchain as it happens in real time. So, without what they call the open chain, then we are talking about the closed chain, which is what they call, we also refer to those chains as consumption blockchain or hybrid blockchain. Those ones, an example of people running that kind of chain is Hyperledger, which is IBM. IBM an example of a closed chain. Let's go back a little bit, like the coming of the central bank digital currency is an example of a closed chain because they want to still provide regulatory overview you know, on that kind of chain. And once it becomes that, it is no longer the core principle of blockchain. You understand? Where it is what they call decentralization. So what they do, they call the hybrid, which is the closed chain. So what we actually really advocate is more of the open chain. That is mass adoption, where whatever I do, you see. Whatever you do, I see. But it is globally protected along with they're what they call miners. Miners are people who actually secured this technology. That is ensuring that a transaction or a record has been properly executed and that record is properly also validated and it is stored effectively on the chain before a new block is being formed. So that is what we advocate for. Like sardine, for example, if it's made in Singapore, that particular sardine will have a specific inscription and an inscription key. So if it moves from Singapore through maybe, let's say, Kenya towards Nigeria, we can able to see as it's moving from Kenya, if you tell me that I'm bringing sardine A from Singapore, I can see it on the explorer that he has departed Singapore to Kenya from Kenya to Nigeria. So it is it's monitorable. All I just need is let me have the key and let me have the hashtag. And I can easily trace it. I don't need to tell me whether it has come to Nigeria or I'm calling you or has it come to Nigeria or what is happening. If it's come to Nigeria, I can see it. If it's in the custom, I can go to the custom and say, yes, this is the proof that is here. The custom can easily validate it real time because of the speed in the transaction execution of an open chain. Unlike an hyperledger where it is closed chain that is a little bit controlled. So what they call the, a regulatory system where monitors how it goes in and comes out. That's why CB, uh, central bank digital currency, we don't really look at it as more of like a blockchain infrastructure, but it's just like a hybrid or look at a closed chain perspective, depending on the execution, what they intend to derive from it. Hmm. Very interesting there. Now, there's something called smart contracts. It's one of the major uses of blockchain. What is it about and how does it work? Well, smart contracts. First of all, what do you think this contract is all about? Let me ask you, what do you think this contract is all about? 
an agreement between persons or people. Yes. Now, when it's an agreement between persons and people, now you now take away that agreement and makes it automated, then it is smart. Giving the ability that it can run on itself and execute without interference, that makes it smart. Mm. So the execution, once you and I have agreed, and for example, now we are using Ethereum, for example, as the best blockchain to execute, because Ethereum is the number one blockchain that started with smart contracts. And like you say, it's an agreement between you and I. So once there's an agreement between you and I, in which it's programmed, like a computer program language that executes a transaction protocol which is intended to automatically execute. So when it's intended to execute automatically, it becomes uh, smart. So if you and I, for example now, apart from cryptocurrency, we agree that we, like for example now, we are going to set up a company together and the shareholders in the company, we allocate portions of the shareholders. I wanted to also share another point, what they call asset utilization using blockchain as another service. So when we are now building our company, we are now providing our asset trust, like African Tech Radio, um, to produce an asset trust, which is the tokenized asset for them. What will I do with that? Once we are agreed between the top management, this is what allocation of portion, maybe we want 1,000 units of our shares to be tokenized. 5% goes to managing director, 2% goes to this one, 2%. So once all those ones are allocated, they have encoding. So if you know that as a technology begins to advance, this your NIN can also serve as your digital identity. So with that digital identity, I will script it in such a way that it is known because your NIN is known in the real world as the real person. So I will put Philip. I will put, if your boss name is Peter, I will put all the different managers and I will allocate exact portion that is approved by them. The approved algorithm, which I will encode, once that one is set and we test run it, maybe on testnet, and it's comfortable that it is, can execute automatically, that it, it is smart enough before moving into mainnet. Once it goes live, it is executed automatically. So it is shaped proportionally. Not that tomorrow Peter will wait to wake up and say, oh, ah, sorry, I forgot to, I'm supposed to take 2%. No, in the agreement, every factor will be included. Those that are meant for public, those that are meant for private, those that are meant for storage, everything will be embedded. Once that is executed, it becomes a trust system. So at any time and any day, your watch, your you want to go to your wallet, you will see your proportion of tokenized asset allocated to you. So it is noted everywhere. So if now, like in the other use case of blockchain, for audit purpose, like as an, a lead auditor, what we do is that should the case that an, an arbitration or there's a wrong execution of the code, we will call into place using what has been agreed against what has been executed. Once those codes have been validated and re-executed, then we now say that it has become a valid contract, which is sample. So that's why some of uh, the smart contracts, auditors also play some kind of major roles in issues like this. 
that is one use case. Let's talk about real. Like now, as you evolve, as you are growing, you get married, you get houses, you get everything. You can develop a smart contract to share your wills, which can execute at a particular date for a particular year without any problem. It is known. You don't need your wife to your brother in law to come and shoot you. Come and it is still it is there. Once it's executed, the trust is there, the legal framework is there, everything goes. So those are some of the valuables blockchain becomes an engine in the society as we move into internet of things. Wow, beautiful. You've shared insights on how this can also um, apply to the supply chain management, pharmaceuticals and other areas. There are claims that blockchain adoption can help make government processes more transparent and the personnel make them more accountable, especially across Africa where we have issues of hydra-headed corruption, how public funds are used or misused. Could you share more insight into how blockchain technology can be used to make governments and governance more transparent and accountable? Yes, let me share one insight. One, in distribution of repatriation of funds, Nigeria can adopt a blockchain infrastructure to share those repatriation of funds. In loot recovery, we can use that kind of infrastructure to help in distribution of funds within the Nigeria ecosystem. Now, we always look at when there's an issue is Buhari. We always look at when there's an issue is MFLA. But do you know that every month allocation are shared to the local government? Now, there was an issue I was reading yeah, they were saying that the federal government will say local government is allocated 300,000. But the local government will be called by the state government and they will give them 100,000, but they'll send 3,000. That is fraud. That is non-transparency. If you want actual development, grassroots development, it's supposed to start from the local government level. What do federal government need to do? That's why the coming of CBT, like in the, in the last proposition that was sent to me, to me to join, look at in that with uh, other Tiban groups where as we, as we brainstorm into what we believe that could be a, a valuable addition to what the government should be looking at in the CBT as a what we believe that Central Bank will do. With the coming of INERA, it will help in also providing a level of transparency. So if Buhari allocates 300 to local government. Buhari can tentatively see that that money is actually getting to the local government because every local government will be assigned an encrypted key which will be managed by the finance department. And anytime those inscriptions is being distributed, Buhari can easily monitor who gets who. So if he tells you that, tells the government that, for example, Olu local government has been allocated 300000 to the chairman and the chairman is complaining that the money is not there, he can come and pick the chairman because with blockchain, he doesn't need anybody to tell him any story. He will show them live. Even you and I can, even, the, even when they are complaining that they, they, he will just print out the ledger and he will tell them, look at it. Central Bank moved it from year to year and 300000 in Naira is sitting in the local government. What has he done with it? Now, if he said he has executed projects, all contractors will be given a specific key. So if you tell me in the budget that you use 200000 for gutter, I will know the contractor. 
easily. So it provides, it gives also a little bit of oversight in the if Nigeria audit system is working effectively, it gives oversight of the auditor general who can easily see in real time when that is easily so he can tell the 300,000. Like the other day, we talked about Iburi and that the government said they're not seen a lot. You don't need to disturb yourself, it is life. For example, now when we did a little bit of testron, when we're doing the Sumidax testron on our app, we moving to the Benas machine. I think we did some a little bit of a drop. You could see that even when I tell, even when it was distributed, you don't need to tell me or I don't need to tell you I received it or you received it. There was a confirmation among the community that yes, we have seen it. Mm -hmm. So there's no argue about who gets you and who gets you. It is transparent. We like the auditors, it's easy for us to see. So there will be more level of transparency and accountability. So with what they are trying to do is that they can be able to provide a little bit of censorship. So if the local government is diverting the funds, it is illegally post. So level of mistrust or ability for us not to know where our phone is being seated, it's easily seen. If you launch that thing, the banks will begin to move into a fintech blockchain bank. What you see in happening in El Salvador. So it is transparent. Money is in the, that our value of Naira will begin to appreciate. So some of the gains, if it's well implemented, like I said, if well from my own perspective, if it is well implemented and executed, it brings trust and transparency in money management. Because they can be able to use it effectively in the right way. Yeah, so this is really, really beautiful. Let's look at one area of the society in Africa that has really been bubbling and giving a lot of Africans some form of hope. The creative industry, movies, music makers, content creators generally. Can blockchain also work effectively for content creators on the continent? Yes, exactly. That is one area that the blockchain has evolved into what we call the non-blockchain. It's a system by tech creators to finance their assets and ability to have royalty if being sued. You know, one of the areas that we, we suffer and we lack in Nigeria is that we don't have what they call content royalty. So if you, so for example, now, like in what you are doing in Sumedak Studio, we just released an EP, Bendipa, and it's been distributed worldwide by Apple Music and Amazon Music and all that content for Spotify coming into it. So what the next level really, this thing that streamlines and there's also possibility for you to lose revenue when it comes to ability to track actually if they are getting value from all what you expected to do. What will be the next level is that at least for us, at least it should be the first Nigerian music being having been tokenized. The songs will be rolling out in a couple of weeks. We just had a partnership with a distributed outfit and the content will be ruled out. What am I saying? When Bendeva goes into tokenization of our tokenization, that is, it moves into an NFT, they will, for a lifetime, they will call royalty reward. So, in as much as anyone who wants to resell or wants to transmit or wants to, there's a proportion of royalty that we will still be getting. So that royalty loss that usually occur with content creators is being eliminated. So blockchain has come to solve that. So in Nigeria, we have bundle of talents that are wasting out. 
And uh, Sumidak Studio has been doing a lot of good work right now in trying to go down to the grassroots and recruit real talents and begin to expose them into the world of blockchain and running a coexistence between what you have a contemporary and the blockchain there. So once the asset begins to get into tokenization, it becomes a global property. They can easily be able to have monetization of their project. They'll be able to have no monetization or royalty reward of their products for a lifetime. So their product begins to outlive them. That is what we are trying to show. And that's what blockchain has come to cement, most especially in this content, this area. And you could see people who are really in the forefront to bring those things, like Bernard just started content creator NFT marketplace. And so other big players are beginning to see much more value from using blockchain to distribute your content. This project, that this program that we are doing, we can tokenize it and becomes a timestamp, becomes a record. Because if you keep it in your archive, like two or three times, you can fade out. But if I inscript it, it becomes royalty wow. for both you and for both your guests. It's really, really wonderful what the gains of blockchain to all the areas of the society, especially here in Africa, where we have a lot of backlog and we have a lot of catching up to do as is expected. Thank you very much, Mr. Victor Oyemi, for the time. Thank you for the insights shared. Um, it's been really, really wonderful sharing your insights with us. And we look forward to having more conversations about the blockchain, about the technology involved, and about also the solutions that we can get out of blockchain, especially here in Africa, as it relates to um, the different areas of the society. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate it. Exactly. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.